Hello and welcome to this week's ZTGD News Burst today on uh, the 19th of October 2013. Um, normally I would have Justin with me. Unfortunately he's been a pussy and he's not feeling very well. Um, however I have got a very special guest. Yes. Um, Normally used to hang, normally used to hang out with us, um, low lives on the ZTGD.com uh, website and of course the M4G podcast. Um, now he's, uh, he's doing his own thing as a news editor of, um, a small publication called Game Informer. Um, say hi to Mike Futter. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. I'm not that special. I, no, you are, you well, are, you, you know. are, you are selling a false bill of goods. Oh, I do apologise. Well, I'm sure your mum called you special on many occasions. Yeah, but not in the way you uh, think. It's, <laughs> it's kind of terrible. Uh, yeah, but no, thanks for having me. It's it's awesome to be here. <laughs> thanks for that. Well, thanks for coming on. It's um, no especially now as um, Justin is no longer here. <laughs> I've been doing this on my own. I'd be a bit shit. So it's um, brilliant that we are able to to hook up. And hopefully, with no issues now after yesterday. I do apologise. The show's a bit late. We had technical issues yesterday, um, namely down to my internet. So fingers crossed, this will be fine. Yeah, um, so how have you been keeping, Mike? Good, good. And you're not stuttering or pixelated or anything. And I'm I'm proud of you. Well, thank you. I try, I try my best. Yeah. No, things have been good. Things have been busy. Quite a busy week. It has. Um, hence the reason why I really wanted you on this week. We've got a, you know, a few news stories that have culminated in a big news story um, that has slowly been uh, cooking over the weekend, came to the boil on Thursday. Um, and we'll probably crack on straight with that, because I'm sure you've got quite a bit to talk about it um, as well. So... Basically, everything's been delayed. All, yes, the, all uh, of the games. Everything. There's none. Uh, so yeah, the fall rush is over. Uh, <laughs> we can now dive into our backlogs. Um, and actually, you guys have had even more delays uh, on your side of the pond. Um, Batman Arkham Origins, uh, which is fine over here, but mm. is uh, PC retail Wii U... Yeah, and yeah. 3DS uh, are all delayed in the UK. Only by a couple of weeks, though. And to be fair, they're the three versions that nobody really gives a shit about. Yeah, I mean, people who are going to buy it on PC are likely to buy it digitally. Uh, the Wii U version, um, it's unfortunate for those players who are hoping to buy it there, but it doesn't have the multiplayer component. And 3DS, um, I'm interested in Blackgate for, for what it is, but I'm going to be playing it on the Vita. So Me too, yeah. Um, and I don't care what anybody says about the Vita. I, I still love it. I, you know, it's got, it's getting a, it's getting better. Um, I'm not an it apologist is, for the library, but I do love the library. <laughs> the library's looking healthy next year for the, all the indies. I think that um, uh, that device is fantastic for indie gaming, and mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to the likes of Rogue Legacy. Yes. Um, but next year, that's going to be really interesting. And I think that when Sony announced all of this stuff, they they were taking it on the right track, finally kind of had an idea what they wanted to do with it and how it made sense in their ecosystem. So, um, you know, along with things like the streaming that, that it's going to provide with the PS4, I think that's going to, I think it's going to be a good year next year for, for the Vita. But, um, yeah, me too. Blackgate is, I'm interested in it. It looks quite cool, but it is the Vita version I will play. Um, obviously the normal Batman is on PS3 and Xbox 360 is fine. Uh, mm -hmm. there's no issues there, but it was mainly the, <clears throat> I mean, the week started out on a downer with Ubisoft, of course, 
uh, coming out and firstly delaying Watch Dogs across all platforms until uh, 2014 or um, they've given it a kind of like a spring date which could probably yeah. run from March till June. Mm, April would be the earliest um, and quite frankly I wouldn't put a whole lot of stock in that right now The most because once you get past March 31st it really doesn't matter uh, financially. Uh, when the game releases, because those sales are going to be in its fiscal year, assuming it releases before March 30th, uh, March 31st, 2015. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they delayed Watch Dogs, they delayed the crew. Uh, that's those are two major two major next gen games that that are getting bumped out. Mm. Um, and the financial ramifications have been pretty severe. Uh, you know, Ubisoft had a had a rough quarter uh, when they reported in July. Uh, they, their sales were down 42%. Uh, we learned uh, on the financial call that their sales for Rayman Legends and for Splinter Cell Blacklist uh, both were flagging. They were underperforming. Uh, Rayman Legends, mm. not so surprisingly, performed best on Wii U with 45% of the copies sold on that platform, followed by, I believe, Xbox 360 with 35%. Now, are they counting digital copies with that uh, as well? Yeah, these are self-reported numbers. So, yeah. uh, so Ubisoft is counting all versions uh, of the game. This isn't like NPD, which is United States only and retail only right now. Um, yeah. Although NPD is changing to uh, global digital as well uh, in the coming months, and they'll be juxtaposing those numbers. But that's a completely, uh, completely different topic. So um, so Ubisoft delays those two games. They they uh, report that Rayman Legends and Splinter Cell Blacklist have underperformed uh, and that uh, causes an immediate ripple effect for the rest of their finances for, for the 2013-2014 fiscal year, which ends on March 31st, 2014. Uh, they have cut their sales projections by a third from about $1.5 billion to $1 billion. Mm. Uh, they've also uh, they were prior to this projecting a operating profit. Um, I want to say in the neighborhood of uh, without pulling the numbers up, I want to say like fifty to uh, fifty to six. Oh no, it was more severe than that. In fact, I can pull them up right now. Um, they were looking at uh, a profit of one hundred forty-eight to one hundred sixty-eight million. Now they're projecting a loss of fifty-four to ninety-four point five million dollars. Shit. Yes, and the day after they, they announced their stock, of course, took a nosedive, and um, I haven't checked it, you know, I haven't checked it uh, yesterday or this morning to see what it did, in, you know, when it closed yesterday or in after hours, uh, but the following day, it dropped 25%. That's pretty Massive, massive severe. blow. Yeah. But, so, what do we think in the fact that, um, obviously when these uh, games got Delayed, um, especially Watch Dogs. Uh, everyone on the internet grabbed their pitchforks and torches and cried foul. Um, do we think this is a case of they are spending that time polishing the games, making sure they are the best they can be? Do we think that they realise that the tail effect of GTA was actually longer than they thought? Do they think it was too close to Assassin's Creed 4, which is predominantly their big money earner? Um, are, are these the reasons for the delays? Uh, have they? It was a, I mean, was it more financial as opposed to quality that they've uh, they've picked the the well they've made the decision to, to sure. Um, and I think those are those are great questions. Um, I do want to separate two things though. Um, we when we talk about a game delay, 
there are two aspects. There's the financial and corporate uh, situation that emerges, and then there's the actual game itself. Mm. Um, I don't want anybody to think that I'm that I am down on the delay of Watch Dogs. It has nothing to do with Watch Dogs. I'm disappointed because it's a game I'm very excited uh, excited to play, but at the same time, I have learned um, as as I've grown older that when a company delays a game, it's not a bad thing. No. Um, now, to your question, there's all these possible scenarios about why a company delays a game. Getting out of the way of Assassin's Creed isn't the reason here. I can I can I can say that almost certainly. Um, I think it's a it's a positive benefit um, for the shift, uh, but I don't think it's the reason. If that were the reason, they would have delayed it to early 2014 and kept it in this fiscal year. They would have said, we just need another month to polish it, or another two months to polish it. Don't worry, um, it's still going to be out in early 2014. They could have, uh, they could have still been one of the first predominantly next-gen games. Um, they could have uh, really beaten a lot of titles and a lot of other developers and publishers to the punch with a, a truly next-gen contemporary open world. Um, Except now they're ceding that to uh, to Infamous. Mm, yeah, exactly. Because Infamous is set for March, isn't it? Before February. the end of the, their, their financial year. So yeah, February, yeah, right? February. Okay, so, so they're going to get a head start yeah. on that as well, and that's looking interesting. Right. And the other thing is now um, Ubisoft needs to. So so there's a lot of things that happen. So so when you talk about Watch Dogs, I mean let's let's look at the the course of Watch Dogs. Uh, in terms of how we learned about it, it was a surprise at E3 2012. Um, we knew looking at it that first time, and I saw it behind closed doors when I was there. Um, you know, I, I I made a point to go see it, and sure enough, you could look at you looked at this game and said, "This is running on PC right now. There's no way it's running on current generation hardware." When it comes out, because Ubisoft predominantly is a console developer. Um, you know, when it comes to their open world games, I mean, they have things like Might and Magic, which are you know PC focused games. But if you look at the arc, if you look at the the, P, yeah. the, the that PC delays have happened with their with their console focused titles, they're a console developer. So we knew right off the bat that this is yeah. coming to next gen hardware. So it was no surprise that there was a long lead time before we started learning more information about it. You know, then you've got this ramp up. And if you look at the pace of the ramp up this year, as they hit their beats, you could tell they were on track for a fall launch. There, there was no, I mean, if they had, if they didn't want to be in Assassin's Creed's way, this is a decision that would have been made months and months ago. Yeah, that that's the thing. I mean, they knew when Assassin's Creed was coming out. They probably mm-hmm. knew well in advance. When the consoles were coming out, and they knew what they picked to watch. So I don't know about if they knew when the consoles were coming out. No, you don't think they out. knew. No, because you know I had they had an idea. Yeah, well, uh, they had an okay, idea. I think they I think they knew that it was going to be. I think they were hoping that both were going to be this fall. I don't think they were even that certain because at E3 when I sat down and spoke to Yves Gimo, um, it was it was before the press. It was the night before the press conferences. They wanted to know. They, because they need to plan. When they were on that financial call, they wanted to plan. When you're a software publisher and you don't even know if the next hardware that you're developing for is coming out in this calendar year for the holiday or it's coming out in early. Now, remember, Sony typically, uh, if you look at the Vita and the PSP, they had released 
in early uh, in the early part of the year, not around the holidays. Yeah, so they, they launched was, in Japan a few months beforehand, didn't they? Yep. So nobody really knew what was going on, and believe me, those publishers wanted to know. They wanted to be able to start being able to, to pare down and focus in their financials. Um, but I think if they, you know, I think once they found out, if they did not want Assassin's Creed to be in conflict with Watch Dogs and vice versa, they would have made that call earlier. Now, I do want to speak to the fact that we found out exactly a month before the console launch because that doesn't reflect when the decision was made. Because their their financial quarter ended on September 30th. Um, in the United States, you know, again, they're a French company, but in the United States, SEC laws say that, you know, once you your fiscal period closes between that point and the point you report and you disclose your financials, you're in a, what's called a quiet period. You can't make any material uh, material changes like, cons- like you know, title delays. Delaying again. Yeah. Major title announcements, things like that. Anything that would that would drastically uh, change the stock value. So, um, so no, I don't think this was this was intended as an effort to get out of the way of Assassin's Creed. Um, I, I I don't think it has anything to do with GTA Five. You don't you don't release an image like they released, uh, <laughs> which will haunt them for a while. It will haunt them for a while. <laughs> Uh, that whole two months is plenty of time to live in Los Santos, you know, come to Chicago in November, whatever. Mm. Then, you know, th- yeah, that's gonna haunt them. But let's also yeah, talk to about. Yeah, to be fair, they would. That that would have that when they released that image, what three weeks ago, four yeah, weeks ago. Yeah, it would have been a month ago because. It, and at that done... point, they were on time. They were on time. Yeah, they were on time. So I mean, if you know you're gonna delay, you don't release an image like that, you know. No. That, that's just inviting everything we're talking about right now. <laughs> but let's talk about you know some of the other ripple effects that happen now that Watch Dogs has been delayed. They are now going to go into to a quiet period f- with relation to the game. There's going to be radio silence about Watch Dogs until well after Assassin's Creed launches, and my guess is in 2014. The next yeah. thing we hear about Watch Dogs will probably be when they know they have a firm release date. Um, and then they will yeah. have to... Re- and that's a good thing, because... Yeah. Because people, I mean, as you mentioned earlier, um, this thing came as a surprise a year and a half ago, and there's been a steady stream of information about it, but it, it seems like an eternity, and people were starting to maybe get becoming desensitized to it in the fact that, oh, it's Watch Dogs yeah. again. I think by going quiet until maybe January, February, maybe even as late as March or April next year would would probably benefit the game so that people can concentrate on things like Assassin's Creed and other games, and then they've played those, boom, oh, Watch Dogs, that's, that's soon, brilliant. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if that's, if that's actually what, how it's going to roll out, because you've got to think about the money that's been spent on the PR campaign, about flying people out to do junkets, uh, and flying their people out all over the country to, you know, Remember, these are this is a team in Canada, so they got to fly them to San Francisco, they got to fly them to New York, they got to fly them to L.A. I mean, there's a lot of money that's spent doing this PR, and then you got to talk about the co-marketing money, um, and we'll talk more about Sony in a little bit, I'm sure. But um, you know, Ubisoft and Sony on the PlayStation 3 have had a fairly tight relationship. You've got the extra yeah, content that's been that's been coming for the Assassin's Creed titles since Brotherhood, I want to say. Uh, so Assassin's yeah, Creed, I yeah, I think there was an, 
Yep. So all of those, you know, had additional content. Watch Dogs, I believe, was slated to have additional content on the PlayStation 4. Um, you know, Assassin's Creed is going to have um, the Abilene uh, missions on PlayStation 4. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, Sony and, and, uh, and Ubisoft have been, have been tight, and there's money that, that, that's involved in that. Um, and, yeah, so there's a lot of this co-marketing money. And remember, if you thought Watch Dogs, a lot of people, when they think Watch Dogs, you know, they know, a lot of people know that it's a multi-platform title, but those that don't think it's a PlayStation 4 title. So that hence the reason why money is exchanged for that. Exactly. Service. I mean, there is there is a front of mind. Uh, you know, Sony wants people to get these multi-platform games on their system. That's what it is. I was going to buy it on PlayStation 4. I have, you know, this generation, I've been primarily an Xbox guy. Um, I've played most most of the multi-platform games on Xbox. It's my, I, I prefer the controller. I prefer the control scheme. That's just me. You know, it's not that I dislike the PlayStation. Three, I love a lot of what's on the PlayStation Three, but um, it says a lot that I was going to play Watch Dogs on PS4. I played it on PS4 before. I played it on the PS4 controller. I've used the touchpad, which is a button. I mean, I, I it, it works. It worked great. I loved what I played at Gamescom. Um, but now you've got Sony, who, you know, where that was a, where that was a boon, it's now a deficit to them because now it look now now it my my personal impression, knowing that it's a multi-platform title, I think this hurts Sony more than it hurts Microsoft. In um, fact, it may actually help Microsoft because, well, although it's not coming out on any platform, it kind of opens the some people's eyes to the fact that it was multi-platform. Right. Um, so they're going to have to reboot the marketing campaign. They've got to reboot the PR campaign. And remember, all those competitive advantages that they had um, launching with a console... So you've got very limited library, which means people are going to want to play titles they might not usually play. I mean, think about Fight Night Round 3, last generation. <laughs> How many people picked up Fight Night Round 3 just because they wanted another Xbox 360 game? Yeah. And, you know, I think that's going to happen with NBA 2K14, by the way. I think NBA 2K14 is going to be the Fight Night Round 3 of this gen. Um, no, you know, so, but, but Watch Dogs, which already has broader appeal... Uh, for those for those mm. early adopters, um, probably was going to attach a whole lot more now than it might later. And, and course, I, I mean that as a percentage, as well. right? Well, and, and yeah, and we should definitely talk about the bundles because there's mm. some new information that's emerged about that today. Um, but and I don't mean numbers attached. I mean percentage, um, percentage of attach because. You know they might actually end up selling more copies down the road, um, but they're also expending more. So whether or not it ends up being a net positive is is unknown. So you know with a higher percentage attach rate when you're launching a new IP, that's good because then you've got more people who have played your game, and when sequel time comes around, you have more potential customers. So if people say, "What are the games that you bought at launch?" I mean, do you remember you remember your launch games for this gen, don't you? Oh, I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll Get tell you, for, for Xbox 360, for me, I came home with Perfect Dark Zero and mm -hmm. Cameo, which was fantastic. Yeah, Cameo was better, was better than it should Cameo was brilliant. Yep. Uh, on the PlayStation 2, uh, it was Madden and Time Splitters were my two. I mean, you remember your launch games, and it would have benefited them for Watch Dogs to have been one of those launch games. Mm -hmm. um, but, again, 
it's a give and take. A better game, you know, having a better game in a few months is going to be better for Watch Dogs. It's going to be better for building a new IP uh, because, you know, Ubisoft, this is going to be a series. Yes. Um, so they want to get it off to the, to a good start. I get all of that. But they are going to need to change their messaging because there's this mystique around next-gen titles. And, um, you know, they're, the next-gen in general is unknown. Nobody's play, nobody has played those games in their house. No. As soon as it becomes more commonplace, you know, there's that, that shine wears off a little bit. And I think that... Um, it's harder. You can't use the positioning either direct or subliminal that you know first next gen, real next gen experience. Like remember, we haven't seen anything about the Xbox 360 or PlayStation 3 versions of Watch Dogs. No, no. Um, and those, I would not be entirely surprised if those uh, if those get eliminated. You think I, they'll I, just completely scrap them? Yep. Even with them, even with the kind of the, the the share of you know consoles out there you know the the, the install base is 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 obviously um, would be um, exponentially uh, I, I think that's higher great. than than the, the next one again I think being cross platform is a benefit now and it will be mm. significantly less of a benefit in April mm. or later especially if there's a console launch where we're used to where uh, consoles are limited to start off with but after christmas they then sp- start to become readily available i can see yep. that point yep so, so go on. Oh, please continue no 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 i was i don't know i'm done i was going to say let's move <laughs> on to the bundle that obviously this was a, a, a kick in the bollocks to Sony, who had already taken pre-orders on uh, a Watch Dogs bundle, something that Microsoft hadn't done. And yeah. I don't know about the news that broke today because I've been at work. So it'll be, I mean, uh, they've already said that they're letting them have the Solus edition. Um, I'm sure places like GameStop yeah. and Game will be switching out bundles, maybe to Killzone, maybe to, um, it was Killzone, was there a NAC bundle as well? Probably. Uh, so, so essentially a lot of these are retailer bundles we're finding out. Um, and a lot of the retailers are essentially offering, you know, you can pick another game or you can wait and we'll just give you Watch Dogs when it comes out. Mm. Uh, Amazon, I think that's how GameStop is handling it. Amazon is just letting people, you know, I think either, I, I don't know exactly if they're giving people another choice or just giving them their systems. I, I, I mean, it's not, it's not bad. What I heard this morning, and I'm still in the process of tracking down, so let's leave this in rumor territory right now. I'm hearing rumblings that there are some retailers that are actually canceling Drive Club and Watch Dogs bundles. And if that were to happen wow. to me, if I had pre-ordered with one of those retailers, and we are not talking core video game retailers, by the by. So we're not talking Best Buy. Yeah, the smaller. Yeah. Smaller well, ones, not yeah. smaller, but less focused. Let's put it that way. Oh, okay. Uh, so we're not talking like Best Buy, Amazon, GameStop. We're talking about uh, we're talking about other stores that just happen to also sell video games and for some reason we're getting in on the pre-order deal and aren't quite as savvy. Uh, so what I've been hearing is that there have been some bundles cancelled and that's going to make for some pretty ticked off people. Well, absolutely, especially if then the other bundles and Solus uh, consoles are no longer available and you could be waiting until after Christmas for one. Correct. Um, So, uh, but that also takes us to Drive Club. 
Yeah, well, nice little segue. Um, Of course, then on Thursday, I mean, to be fair, when did the story break? It was Wednesday, Tuesday, uh, Wednesday, wasn't it? All right. I mean, I think let's 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 roll this out a little bit. Um, There was a very small site, um, and just by virtue of the fact that they are unknown, and this is not, um, I want to be clear that I'm not. Casting aspersions or, or or looking down on this site. It's just that nobody nobody knows of this site. Uh, ran yeah. with a rumor, a one source rumor. I want to point out, um, which was was dicey. Just so happens that they were right. That Drive Club has been delayed. Um, I was uncomfortable. I saw that pretty much right away, and I made the decision and instructed our team uh, to stay away from it. Um, for a couple of reasons. Uh, number one, it was a one source. They they had one source, uh, and nobody had nobody was really familiar with them. Um, and the other reason uh, was that it, it it was very specific. It wasn't just delayed. It was delayed into 2014, which turns out to be true. So uh, you know, this site got lucky. Um, again, running a running a story with one source that you can't name uh, is dicey. Um, hell, I could. Uh, you know, there are times where I get where where I get tips, and not just us. A lot of sites get tips. Yeah, credible tips, by the way, from one source. And we're like, we're gonna try to track this down. And when you can't track it down, you don't run it. Um, you know, I'm not comfortable running running a source that has this kind running a story that has this kind of implications on one source. Uh, it was picked up by another site. A slightly larger site. Uh, again, they had <laughs> one direct source. Um, again, this turned out to be correct. I chose not to run this story and not to run it off this because, in you know, sourcing math, one plus one can equal one. We had no guarantee mm. that the source for those two sites was not the same person. Um, had we made that assumption and said, well, they have a source and they have a source, and it turns out later that it was a bullshit rumor and it turns out that that one source was the same person, then you know we're not being responsible. Um, yeah, factual I, credibility you know, as well as, a, as yeah. a publication. Yep, and there were other sites that, that, that went with their gut and waited about 24 hours or more and ran it because Sony hadn't gotten back to them. And, and for those sites, I understand. Um, they made a gut call in one direction, I made a gut call in another direction, um, you know, they used Sony's lack of response as evidence. Absolutely, absolutely understandable. Um, and, you know, I, I understand why, why that was done. Um, and it was definitely sketchy that Sony hadn't come back, uh, come back to anybody. I, I think that's different, though, than hearing it and reporting on it within a couple of hours. Um, yeah. and not give, I mean, that's not enough time for Sony to have become dodgy about it. So, um, so again, you know, everybody has different policies. I'm not, um, I'm just telling you what, you know, I'm just approaching this from, from, uh, you know, kind of how I look at things and, and people look at things differently. I wasn't comfortable running it without, um, one single site having multiple sources. Um, and you've also got to look about the, uh, the fact that, um, Game Informer is a well-known site. You don't need to run with a shock rumor to gain hits. Now, regardless of whether or yeah, not I, I also um, this smaller that I site was doing that, 
it's yeah. it's it, it can be a defining factor in whether you run a story or not. Yeah, I don't. I also I I don't want to make the accusation that that's why any single site ran this story. I think that no, no, um, no, absolutely. It's it's just. I mean, um, you know, you with someone. It, People who run these stories have different levels of experience. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a different level to an experience to somebody else who runs stories on the smaller site, bigger sites, things like that. Um, you, as you say, you go with your gut, you look at the evidence, and you make a call on it, and you stick by that. Right or wrong, it doesn't matter. You mm-hmm. at least you know you've done your job correctly. Yeah, I mean, I so, guess. I mean, that's the most important thing. What I what I can say for myself and for us is, I do not regret not running the story. So no, that's fair enough. and you'll pick you pick the story up when it becomes actual sto- and an actual we did. Story. I mean, essentially, um, you know, I rolled out of bed on Thursday. Th- Thursday, yep. yeah. So, you know, it was like six o'clock our time. Looked at my phone, saw that Sony had posted a you know po- Shu Yoshida had posted a big long thing on the PlayStation blog. Got the kids their cereal and, and wrote the story up, and you know. It, it if it, looking back, and again, this is the this is the beauty of hindsight here. Um, the reason why Sony wasn't yeah. getting back to us clearly, I don't think anybody thinks it was for any other reason than they were lining up Compulsion Games and Contrast, uh, which is their upcoming yeah. vaudevillian shadow light platformer, um, which looks really neat uh, as the make as as the, I saw a trailer the for it today. Looks pretty cool. Yeah, and and uh, one of our guys played it at at PAX, and it looks great. Um, and for look for people who aren't sim racing fans, I assume Drive Club is a sim game. Uh, it's not really been clear if it's sim or arcade. Um, you know, for people who aren't fans of that genre and who weren't looking forward to Drive Club, this is actually a great thing uh, for them. They yeah. get a game that they're actually going to play now. Um, and you know, if it if people like arcade racing games, Need for Speed is looking gorgeous on next-gen platforms. I mean, we just uh, had a new trailer for All Drive, which is their kind of meshed single-player, multiplayer thing where you can like kind of crash into people's races and kind of disrupt them. Or if they're yeah. playing as a, a racer, you can take on the role of the cops. I mean, so it, it's neat. Um, you know, there is there is a race a racing game. I mean, it's not... I don't know if Drive Club was ever intended to be the answer to Forza, for next gen, you know, it's difficult to say at this point because yeah. obviously not many people have seen it or how it stands at the moment. Exactly, but I mean, uh, if if we look at what happened with Sony, um, and you say that you know they've gone quiet because for me, I mean, we spoke about it briefly on Twitter when it first the news started appearing, mm-hmm. and to me it was like, now nah, they haven't delayed it, um, but as the hours ticked on. Because I thought what was going to happen is that two or three hours after one of the bigger sites picked yeah. it up, Sony was going to come out and say, no, 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 we're all good here. You don't have to worry about that. But as time ticked on, as you know, four hours turned to eight hours, eight hours turned to 12, and Sony wasn't saying anything. Mm-hmm. To me, that kind of – I thought, well, okay, th- this is a bit weird. Um, but what if they were taking so long to clamor out some kind of deal – with another developer to get mm-hmm. a replacement game for PS Plus, when were they going to tell us? Because we're a month at this point. We're less. They were less than a month away from the US launch, and they My, they they must have known. They couldn't have just found out on Monday that they weren't going to have that game ready. So 
why did it take... They must have known weeks ago, so why is it taking this long to actually clamor something out? All right, so here's my feeling on, on this situation. I hope to God they just found out for the reason we just talked about where you've got bundles that were tied to Drive Club and that there was retailer stuff. Because if they didn't just found out, find out and they didn't alert retailers as soon as they knew and caused even more problems, oh boy, that's not good. Well, if that's the case, I would hate to be someone at um, Evolution Studios because someone's going to get fired over that. <sighs> you know, I don't know. I think... You know, I think for me, you know, pulling up the list of Sony's first-party studios and looking at all of those studios, and you pull out of the mix Sucker Punch because they're working on Infamous, and you pull out of the mix uh, Ready at Dawn Gorilla. because they're working at The Order. Hmm? And Gorilla. And Gorilla because, because of Killzone. Um, you, you pull those three studios out of the mix, um, and Japan, which is working on Knack. So you've got two studios that are going to have games... Ready at launch, which is which is Gorilla with Killzone and Japan, Japan with Mac. You've got Ready at Dawn, who's working on the Order. So we know that they have a game in development that's been announced that we've shown that you know that was our cover story this this month. Um, and then you've got uh, Sucker Punch, which is working on Infamous, which my fingers are tightly crossed that it's still on track for for February. This uh, yeah. oh, it's, it looks and amazing. it's a gorgeous game. It's a fantastic mm. game. Have you played um, it? Uh, have I played? No, I have not played it, but I've seen a lot of it. Cool. Um, I want to play it. I mean, <laughs> just just for you know, for clarification purposes, I have two platinum trophies on PlayStation Three, and they are Infamous and Infamous Two. So, so you can't say excited. that I'm. I'm kind of excited about this game. It's actually one of my favorite. It's one of my favorite series of this generation. Um, I I loved what Sucker Punch did with it. I you know, it, yes. So, uh, but there's this list of of so many other studios. What the hell are they doing? And how do you only mm. have two first party games with all those studios ready for launch at this point? Yeah. So what? I mean, what's Santa Monica working on? And what and San Diego. are Naughty Dog working and on? And Naughty Dog. I, I want to give Naughty Dog a pass on this because they just released the last, the last of us. I mean, it's... but we also know Naughty Dog has two lead teams. Exactly. Now look, so I know other one you like Uncharted, on? and I love Uncharted. <laughs> so my fingers are crossed that it's Uncharted Four. Um, you know how much I love I, I love Nolan North and um, dressing up as Nolan how much North. I, and well. Um, yeah. Drake, anyway. Um, and, yeah. So, you know how much I love Nathan Drake as a character. Um, now, what's he pulling out of his bloody drawer now? Oh, he's, what's he got on his shelf? Oh, okay. That's cool. Yep. That's very cool. Yeah, so that's my that's my Among Thieves. No, it's my uh, so if if we are talking about, as you say, all of these studios that we don't know what they're working on, and you're getting to a point where you are a month away from the launch of... I mean, the communication between Evolution and Sony must have been pretty poor for... You know, because you're talking about... <clears throat> it's a game that... <clears throat> excuse me. Drink your soda. It's a game that's been announced for a while. Um, there are going to be milestones that they're going to have to hit within a certain period of time to be on track. And Sony, being a first-party launch title for their latest console, would have kept quite close tabs on that. 
where did it go wrong? Yeah, I, that's a question I have, but I honestly don't know enough about the relationship. I don't know. I have not played any of the MotorStorm games, which are, uh, you know, ev- at, that came out of Evolution. Um, I, I want to say, and this is this is in defense of of Sony or admonishing both Sony and Microsoft. At the same time, so this is not. This is kind of like equal finger wagging and arm around. It's gonna be okay. It's okay, baby. It's okay. Um, they're both in the same spot. Um, they are both under crunch, and I want to say that all the studios working on these games are under crunch. Um, yeah, there are a lot of moving pieces. Hardware launches aren't easy. Both have been rocky. Microsoft started off very rocky, but I want to say that the Xbox One, like the Microsoft PR team, I, I don't know if someone like whipped them until they bled uh, <laughs> to get them, you know, where they needed to be. Um, and I don't know. Sony's PlayStation 4 campaign is mirroring what happened with the Revi- with the Vita. You and I did that podcast with Drew right after the uh, Vita was announced uh, at E3 2011. We were on the we were yeah. on we did podcasts every night, and you know we talked about how amazing the Vita response was. And if you looked at every little bit of new information that came out about the Vita, those memory card prices, games dropping off, mm-hmm. ruined the game that everybody you know that we were we also excited about. You know, it was just like it's just getting worse. And you know, what started off as fantastic, all of a sudden it's like oh, okay, now we're chipping away all the good stuff, and it's kind of like. It's okay. Um, my concern right now for Sony, and my advice to Sony, is you have less than a month to get people excited again. And I'm not saying that anybody's going to run out and cancel their pre-orders because of this. Uh, and uh, uh, there are people who are going to run out and cancel their pre-orders. Not a lot. And those pre-orders will get filled in. <sighs> this is more about how the conversation about the launch is framed. You don't want every story to start with. After a rough launch, Sony has blank. <laughs> Just like with Microsoft right now, it's after start after stuttering out of the gate in May when they revealed the Xbox One. So much good has happened. They want that that prescript to fall away. They don't want, and Sony in particular does not want to be tagged with after a rough launch because that follows the story of the console for the first 12 to 18 months. Think about how long it took for the PlayStation 3 to shake that where are the games mentality. Yeah. Especially after that price tag. And then dropping the backwards compatibility so quickly and the price coming down a little bit. So, you know, they don't want to get tagged with that. So what they need to do is what Microsoft has been doing over the past couple weeks is they need to start hammering us with feature videos. They need to show, okay, here's how the friends list works on the PlayStation 4, and here's yeah. how the video sharing works, and you know, here's how real name we've only really work. seen We've only really seen um, the small piece at Gamescom, uh, yep. and also the advert that they showed with the um, yeah. two dorks and the girl. And, and, and that, I, I don't want it glitzed up. I want, this is how it works. I want informative educational videos because honestly, based on what I've seen from traffic, people are interested in what it's going to be like to have this thing in their living rooms. 
Yeah, and they Microsoft no longer want to see happy Japanese kid takes the Vita, plays with the Vita. Now I'm gonna walk out the door and play with the Vita. Now I'm gonna go sit at lunch and play on the Vita and stream for my PS4. Oh hi, friend! Let's play Vita together. Nobody wants that crap. I mean, everybody just wants to see. All right, I have it in my living. I have it in my living room. How do I add people to my friends list? How do I share video with them? Uh, how do I choose who gets to see my real name? Um, how, what does the UI look like? Like, how does it navigate? What does the boot-up sequence look like? Do you know how many hits we would get if Microsoft came out on Monday and said, here's the boot-up sequence for the Xbox One? <laughs> An official video. <laughs> Hi, this is, this is Larry Herb, Xbox's, Xbox Live's Major Nelson, and I'm going to show you what it looks like when you turn on the Xbox One. Bam. I'm telling you, 20,000 hits. People would just be, and it would be people who want to come just to hate on it. They would just like flood into it so they could see it. Because people at this point know that it's going to be in their living rooms in like a month. And they want to know what it's going to look like. They want to say, all right, I've seen the experience on the, on, on the internet. I want to see that experience in my house. That kind of little stuff hypes up. And Sony needs that so much right now. Because it's all been bad news for them this week. All been bad news, yeah. and this is after last week when we broke the story about the headset stuff, which was just a giant cluster. Their own branded headsets are not going to work on the PS4 when they come out, and then that leads us into that other thing that happened this week. Yeah, the other delay, which had landed yesterday, um, <laughs> to take it away from Sony a bit, Microsoft had um, announced that. Uh, their adapter, which would enable third-party headsets to work with the Xbox One, has delayed the release of said adapter and uh, until 2014. So, yeah, uh, me and uh, you were talking about this slightly before the show. Um, any particular reason, or just pure cynicism? Um, no, and I want to be want to be careful because it's not Microsoft that announced this, which is the weird thing. Oh, no, the way this rolled out is that. Uh, there has been so Turtle Beach was the first company to come out and say we're a licensed Xbox One, man, uh, you know, accessory manufacturer. We're going to have new headsets for the Xbox One. And people are looking at this going and immediately said, wait a minute, hold on, new headsets for the Xbox One? Why? And then we learned all about the the chat connector at the bottom and how it's um, it's got it's better. I mean, without getting into the the, the science of it, it's just better. It's going to provide better sound. So, uh, Turtle Beach was supposed to have two units ready for launch, the XO4 and the XO7. Uh, one of my friends, uh, who is on your side of the pond, uh, has been asking me, he goes, have you heard anything from Turtle Beach? He's a major Call of Duty player, um, and he had pre-ordered the XO7. And he couldn't get a response from Turtle Beach, so he asked for my help. So, after sending a couple of emails and getting zero response... <clears throat> All of a sudden, Turtle Beach posts a press re- a statement on its website saying the X04 and the X07 are delayed until 2014 because Microsoft won't have the chat adapter ready until 2014, and their their products require it. Mm. So whether or not see, and I was never clear on when Microsoft was had had kind of said if they had said what the timing was going to be, but now we know. It's not going to be until early 2014. <clears throat> this really affects a small subset of, of gamers. Um, 
if you live in a house with no kids and no pets, you can use your gaming headset and probably use your chat, use the Connect to pick up chat audio and then pipe that back through the through the regular game audio so it goes into your headset. All right. If you don't have yeah. a gaming headset uh, the, and all you care about is chat, you're getting a headset in the box. Um, if you're fine with not using your gaming headset when you need to use chat and are fine using your TV speakers or your surround sound system, whatever, this doesn't really bother, bother you. But there is a subset of gamers like me that have, that have kids and dogs I can usually only game at night after the kids go to sleep, so I can't have my surround sound system going. So I usually wear my headset. <clears throat> the games that I would play during the Xbox One launch, Call of Duty, Battlefield, games that you know I want to play with my friends, loud. which are loud, and yeah, chat's yeah. kind of important. Chats. Yeah, absolutely. So the fact that there's really not going to be a good way... Um, now the PlayStation 4 is also going to have some problems. Again, if you pull if you pull game audio from the op, the digital optical port, you're going to be fine. I mean, it's still going to work. Um, on the PlayStation 4, they're coming with an earbud. I'm wondering how uncomfortable, if uncomfortable at all, it would be to, to put the earbud in and then put your headset over it, so that you actually do get chat through the inline, you know, through that, and then yeah. yeah. So I mean, noise it, through the rest. Yeah. Of it. So it's unclear. Um, but, go on, sorry. I was going to say, but what, um, will third parties fill that void where something will be able to be plugged into the socket, the um, wired, you know, the dongly little, the dangly little thing? Will there be something for um, to see, you know, so not obviously top-notch quality because it's only a little jack, but something a little bit better would be handy, wouldn't it? Well, will, will that pipe noise Microsoft through? Microsoft making one, but, and that's the thing, is Microsoft has to make it, which is what's caused the delay of the Turtle Beach headsets, which kind of exposes the fact that the Turtle Beach headsets are essentially their existing models, maybe tweaked a little bit, but they're not designed for the Xbox One because they have to use the adapter. Like, they have to plug... So, essentially, it's going to be an adapter that you plug your headset into... Like, you plug your your 2.5 millimeter into at the bottom, and yeah. then you plug it in. So, it's going to be like a little piece of plastic, you know, kind of about this big, that just plugs into the bottom. And So, I'm trying to think. Do you remember the... Um, do you remember the pucks on the original Xbox? Like, they were the, the communicator pucks? You Cop plugged nine. it in... Okay, so the so the the way the communicator worked on the original Xbox, um, so memory cards used to plug into the, the slot. Oh uh, yes, yes, oh, I yeah. remember the All slot right. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what it was. It was like a dongle that you plugged it into, and then you plugged your headset into it. It's going to be essentially the same thing. So, um, whether or not that will provide the same quality of sound going through a pass through, essentially, as having something natively wired, is unclear. Um, we haven't had a chance I haven't had a chance I don't know who has had a chance yet to hear the chat audio coming out of one of those headsets uh, one of the boxed headsets or any of the headsets that because like, I would actually at this point I want to do a comparison you know what provides is the chat quality better having it natively wired for that thing than it is using an adapter 
or does the quality of the improved quality of the headset compensate for that? Like, it's really, really not clear yet. And that's kind of the next thing I want to hear from Microsoft is about the audio and about how chat's going to work and, uh, and those things. Uh, and unfortunately, I'm not sure how you do that in a video. Like, I'm, that's a hands-on thing that you need some, you need people to, to report on. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there'll be no doubt be info, and as we mentioned, Major Nelson has been posting videos recently, mm-hmm. just basically showing you through how the system works, and the friend system, and the following system, and, yep. and there various bits and pieces, so um, uh, no doubt these coming weeks are going to be pretty uh, jam-packed mm-hmm. with little nuggets, hopefully from both sides, but as you say, it's uh, it would be down to Sony to, to make that stuff available, stick it on their blog, stick it on YouTube, and you're right, they, they kind of need to. Um, what we'll do is we'll move on, mm-hmm. because this is like the first story in our list. <laughs> We've been here about I half think, an I hour. Think well, the, I think these were the already, big so. ones, though. They they were. We will um we will move on to another biggie again, including uh or featuring Microsoft. Um good news really. Uh the Games for Gold service, which have been running since uh E th- well, just after E three, um originally announced for uh Xbox three sixty games, you get two free every month. Um games have included Fable three um, Halo 3, Dead Rising. Uh, it was going to run up until December. They have decided to indefinitely um, extend the service. Uh, so you'll continue to get your two games as long uh, per month, as long as you are a gold member. And they will, once obtained, will be completely free. Uh, no word, of course, on the uh, anything on the Xbox One. I don't think they're going to be doing anything as daft as that, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think it'll eventually come over, but I wouldn't expect it in the first year. You know, Microsoft's Games with Gold program, I think, is in response to PlayStation Plus's instant game collection, but Microsoft also knows that they don't have to bend over backwards. Hence the reason why the titles haven't been overly fantastic, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, I haven't... I was glad to see Dead Rising 2. I haven't played Dead Rising 2 yet, Um, so I'll probably play that at some point. Um, I avoided Fable 3, so... I mean, I'll, I'll probably now play it. Let's put it that way. Um, but I had Halo 3. I, just, I had I, Magic Clash of Heroes. Crackdown. God, that's such a great game. I'm like, I'm glad for anybody who hadn't had to play that 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 got added. I'm trying to think, like, what else? Well, I thought it was funny when they stuck Assassin's Creed 2 on and then straight after Sony stuck Assassin's Creed 3 on their service. I yeah. thought that was rather... That was a nice little side swipe. Well, wait, you guys got Assassin's Creed 3. So you guys always get no, better... you guys play- haven't got it yet. You guys always get better PlayStation Plus games than we do. We do. I know um, uh, Ken has been bitching because uh, next month we're getting Metal Gear Rising and uh, Remember Me as uh, our two Remember PlayStation Remember Me, three I would have been happy to get because like, I love the soundtrack. That game, when I bought the soundtrack, I'm like, I am now buying a soundtrack for a game I may never play. So. Weird. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what's next on the list? Ah, this, again, um, this might help Sony gang ground a little bit. Um, they this week announced that uh, four games for existing PlayStation devices are coming to PS4 at launch. Now they are Flower, Flow, Sound Shapes, and Escape Plan, and they're going to be available to download from the PSN store uh, on the day of launch. But the great thing is, is if you've already bought them on any of the other devices, they will be free for you to re-download, which is I think that 
that's uh, they've been really quite good about that sort of stuff. Yeah, I, I think so too. Um, you know, I think one of the things I've absolutely loved about being a Vita owner with, you know, even before the PlayStation Four comes out, uh, is the cross buy program. Um, yeah, like for instance, yeah, it's, it's one of their gems. Yeah, and like I, uh, I bought Hotline Miami. I played it all on my Vita. Um, you know, I have oh God. There's so many cross buy games that I have. Uh, yeah, Sly Cooper's obviously on yep, there. Yep, it's, um, it's great. Jack and Daxter. Um, yeah. yeah. And what was really cool is that uh, Jack and Daxter recently became available on PS3, uh, for us guys anyway, uh, on the subscription service. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, they just mentioned PS3, Jack and Daxter trilogy. Um, I plug in my uh, Vita, and it's there for me to download for free that's awesome. on that. I mean, that, and that's well, that the kind of thing. Yeah, so I, that stuff makes me love Sony. And it's a, you know it's yes they've 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 had a heavy heavy week but this is some some little glimmer of hope I mean I loved Flower I thought it was absolutely amazing mm-hmm. um, it's been tweaked of course to look even more gorgeous and I'm looking forward to that being a game that I can just don't, don't even have to pay for it you know you've got um, P, you've got for the PS Plus subscribers you've got Resogun you've got Contrast mm-hmm. now uh, which again both of those I mean Resogun I I fucking loved uh, Super Sizes HD. So, mm-hmm. you know, if this is, if that's any kind of indication, Resogun's going to be amazing. And I can download Flower and experience it all over again. It's been a few years since I played it. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's just a little bonus. Um, and it also does mean that the catalogue for launch titles is a little bit, um, a little bit thicker as opposed to, um, right, you know, well, but I, but I think two games have gone, or three games have gone, and and two, uh, three, or four games have been added on. Yeah, I, I mean, I think for me though, it, it, uh, as much as I like these titles, it's really hard to justify spending four hundred dollars on what's becoming an indie box. Um, I really wish there was some triple A system seller on either system. And, you know, as much as I love Call of Duty, and I do really, really enjoy Call of Duty, and as hopeful as I am that next-gen Battlefield is going to deliver when it arrives, those games don't sell systems for me. Um, you know, I, 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 if I were to go to the store and say, I'm coming home with Call of Duty, and that's it, man, could I justify spending $560 plus tax on an Xbox no. One <laughs> no, for Call of Duty? I mean, Lego Marvel looks great, but it also looks great on current gen. Um, I already have Skylanders. Dead Rising. Killzone. Is, Killzone looks great. That, and, to me, see, is... And I like Killzone, but it doesn't sell systems for me. If Uncharted 4 were at launch, we would not be having this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> the battle would be over, if wouldn't Infamous it? If <laughs> Infamous were a launch title, we would not be having this conversation. It would be like, I don't care. I don't care. Every, I don't care if everything else gets cancelled. I have my Uncharted. I have my Infamous. I'm good. That's not the case. And, and on Microsoft's side, something? I mean, Halo, Gears, uh, Crackdown. Man, of a new Crackdown game were coming at launch. God damn it, sign me up. You're not interested in Dead Rising 3 then? Uh, you know, again, I've never played 2. I, you know, I, 1 was okay. I hear 2 is really good. Um, I think 3 might be interesting. But, again, not a system seller for no, me. No, it's not, it's not 
Hey, hey, you know what game? You know what game well, I'm looking you know, forward to? This little thing called Titanfall, which I've played like four times now. Holy crap! I'm not interested in that one you little bit. Be. But it makes no odds because I'm not getting an Xbox okay. One. I'm Destiny. I'm going and Destiny. Destiny looks fantastic too. But here's the thing: you love Call of Duty. I know you love Call of Duty. Yes, I know. How the heck are you not at all interested in Titanfall? What do you have against giant robots? You racist. I just... <laughs> Nothing. I I love Pacific Rim. I'm not Pacific Rim denier. <laughs> honest. Um, I thought it. No, I I I did. I, I, you know what? I haven't played it, and all of the things that I listen to, all of the podcasts, have. Yeah, you are in a different boat to me, but all of the other podcasts have said, you know what? It makes sense when you pick it up and yeah. you play it, it, and that's it the thing. I haven't played really it really well, and I will say that one of the things that Infinity Ward, oh God, respawn, uh, respawn, yeah, <laughs> oops. <laughs> Nobody heard that. Hope to God Abby doesn't watch this. Um, so one of the things that Respawn has done really well is um, they, they've done an amazing job balancing the two types of combat. Um, when you can, yeah. with one, you know, with two or three guys, take down a Titan from the ground, or you know, I was playing, I was up on the second floor, which of course gave me a great vantage point. I was like eye to eye with a Titan, but I was in a building that had that had windows. So I was able to bounce, like, kind of follow it walking down the street, moving through the windows and keeping, like, in cover so it didn't know where it was getting hit from. And then just, you know, and then I was able to take it out pretty much single-handedly. So, I mean, when you've got, when, when you actually play it, and the whole narrative thing works. I love the narrative thing. Um, it actually gives the battle some flavor. And, you know, there's different narrative paths for depending on how close the match is and which side you're on, and so it's it's just I'm looking forward to it. It's probably my most anticipated Xbox One game. Um, I mean, and I don't know what system I'll play Watch Dogs on when it finally comes out now, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, now we take a little break, um, as you. See, I don't know whether you listen to our show. Probably don't, to be fair. Uh, but we now do quick bursts. That's normally the guest's job or Justin's job. So okay. um, these these are basically little headlines that aren't overly big news, but you, we can rattle through them. You can put your opinions in and um, and uh, you know just say what you need to say. Okay. Cool. Which re- re- requires you opening up a web page. I have <laughs> it. I'm here. Um. So apparently there's a Pokemon X and Y save bug. Um, yeah, I have not been playing Pokemon. And uh, I know Drew could probably speak to this a whole lot better than I could. Have you been playing Pokemon? I can speak to this. I have. My first ever Pokemon game. Uh, did you I'm catch 38. I haven't yet. Drew? I've caught a damn sight load of them. I've got about 40. No, but I think I'm in just 70s now. I'm doing wow. my first dungeon. Um, first Pokemon game. Never... Uh, never ever played anything before like that. Never watched a show. I kind of was I'd gone past that age um, that that was interesting too. too. But I got a 3DS, and mm-hmm. you know what? It's one of those games where you kind of think, well, you got a DS, you got at least give it a go. Loving the bits out of it. Mm-hmm. Haven't come across a bug say a bug save bug. Apparently, it's in certain areas when you're in certain parts of buildings that mm-hmm. it's causing. Um, Nintendo have put out a 
press statement with a map showing you don't save here. Um, and they have said they're working on a patch. If your save does become corrupted, the patch will fix it. So you'll just have to hold fire until they get that out, probably in the next week or so. Um, odd, but um, it's it's very specific. So hopefully not too many people have been suffering from it. Yeah, I, I actually uh, I saw that we had just posted something like that. Um, yeah, that map. That's well. I mean, it's good of them to put that map out if it's definitely location based. But yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know what? Um, I I would put this to 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 fans of the series, people who've been playing like playing for so long. This was Nintendo's first Pokemon uh, release worldwide. Uh, is this better? Is this a better? Is it better to have worldwide, or is it better to let Japan? run into the bugs and have a cleaner release when it comes to the North America. I would put that to Pokemon fans. Well, uh, I think Nintendo are quite happy with the way it's sold, so I don't think they're Four million in two days. Too much. So, yeah, I, I think that uh, 3DS and Pokemon are going to chart pretty well. I, would, I wouldn't I would be surprised to see Pokemon at number two on the MPD for October. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, well, the thing well is... Well, Grand Theft Auto still, but... Yeah, that's the thing. Um, the charts came out, uh, obviously, for last week. Um, yep. X and Y both charted, I believe, two and three, I think, um, after GTA at number one. Oh, in, in the UK. In the UK. This is in okay. the UK. Because um, we, uh, we don't have those cool weekly charts like you guys do. <laughs> um, however, it... They did say that had it been one Pokemon title, it would have probably given it a really good run for money. But because obviously you split between the right, two, you split X and y, yeah. yeah. And uh, that's—I mean, they don't care. It's worked for them before. They've never ever changed that. Yeah. They're always going to do it I, that way. I'm tempted. Um, as, as far as they're concerned, as long as they're selling games. Yeah, and people say it's really good. It's a good starting point for the series. I mean, you're a testament to that. So. I mean, yeah, yeah. I've tried say, before. I've... I've really tried to like Pokemon before. I have Soul Silver. I remember playing Red and Blue back when on my original Game Boy. I just, I, you know, every time I get a uh, a Kakuna or a Metapod, I want to throw my thing out the door. It's like, all right, you leveled up from a Weedle to something that can't do anything. <laughs> I, I have yet to experience that stuff. Um, Laura... Yeah, so what happens is, like any caterpillar or worm that turns into a butterfly or a moth, they go through a cocoon phase, and like literally what you have to do is keep them in your front spot, throw them out, it's like, hey, quick, you come back here, little cocoon thing, so you get some of the experience, and now we have to fight a battle. Wow. It sucks donkey balls. It's, how the, it's the Pokemon way. Pokemon. Pokemon. Team Pokemon. Team, team uh, Angry Birds Go. Uh, first gameplay demo came out this week. Uh, and it's coming to mobile games this winter. And apparently, I, I think it's using those telepods things too. Isn't oh, it? Yeah, Skyline. Apparent, yeah, except they're not quite like no. that. Um, so this is a car racer, isn't it? Yeah. I what mean, the fuck? I, I just want to throw a blue shell at it. <laughs> By the way, if we're going to talk kart racers, though, I believe that my favorite kart racer of all time is not a Mario Kart game. Sonic. Uh, Sonic, and Sonic, Sonic and, and all stars. Sonic and all Sonic stars. And transformed. Tra- transformed Wreck It Ralph game. Transformed. Yes. Wreck It Ralph. Okay. Wreck It Ralph was in it. No, I love that. That was amazing. Yes. Uh, hey, the next thing on the list: Dragon's Crown. That 
awesome uh, Vanillaware game published by Atlas. Uh, Sega. Now has cross- what? Sega. Atlas. Sorry. Sega. Wait, hold on. Sega published it over in your place of the woods? No, it's Atlas, but Atlas is Sega now. So. I just oh. threw that in there. That's right. That is true. Um, um, yeah. Yeah, so it now has cross-play. It still does not have cross-buy, though. So You see, that's the thing that mm, it's kind of stopped me buying it. Then that's the flip side to the how cool it is. It's like, wait, ooh, I don't like it when there's a Vita version and a PS version that isn't yeah. cross-buy. It makes well, me feel like, you know what, I'm going to hang off. I, I have played it on the Vita, and I think it's stunning. Like, I think it is a perfect fit for portable gaming. So... If you're looking for a new Vita title, then I wouldn't hesitate. I actually, I, I think it's it's wonderful on Vita. I I, th- I think I'm probably um, gonna. I, I mean, the reviews have been brilliant, and it does look quite cool. I think I'm gonna wait. Uh, handheld wise, I'm all wrapped up in Pokemon at the moment, but I think Pokemon! definitely. <laughs> um, and the other thing that I have problems. This is on a table. Look, I'm shaking. Uh, um, <laughs> The other problem that I have with buying PlayStation games at the moment is that I'm just so scared that I'll buy them and a month later they'll be on PS Plus. Oh, well, for you maybe I don't see. You see I did that with Rem- I don't see Dragon's Crown coming to PS. Well, I anytime soon. I bought Remember Me on Xbox a month ago when it was on sale at like half price, and I wish I bloody hadn't. Which which game was this? I'm sorry. Remember Me. Oh. And now I'm getting it free. It's like, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, I want to, again, that's a game I'd love to play, um, but I will wait for it to come to PS Plus here. Uh, you know, I, I, my yeah, back catalog. It shouldn't, be too, it shouldn't be too long. They generally do follow a pattern. You'll get games. For example, you guys got Spec Ops about a month and a half before we did, and I know mm-hmm. you guys have got games that we've had, like Ico and Shadow. We yep. got them first, you got them after, so yeah, it's bound to turn up, you know, I'm sure. Yep. Uh, and the last quick burst we got is uh, GTA Five Online. Rockstar uh, probably wisely at this point has given up, given up trying to recapture deleted characters. Um, it sucks if you lost one. Uh, it's terrible, you know, kind of the, the fits and starts that that game had online, but I, given the amount of money it would take to try to retrieve that stuff and, and the, the programming gymnastics, if it were even possible. Yeah. It, it's, besides, it's better for them to just close the door on it. Yeah, basically, make a new character, here's half a million dollars. Yeah, I, I mean, because the longer they try to do it, you know, the, 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 further, the, the further down the road they get before they say we're not able to do it, then the worse it gets. People holding yeah, a spot. You piss people and, off. Yeah, and by that point, they've they've already, like, they, they might have looked at it and said, it's going to take us a month to do this. By that point, people are going to be playing and are going to get to pass that point anyway, so what the hell is the point? So that's probably why. Yeah, yeah no, that's fair enough. A sensible yeah. decision. And considering how many copies of that game sold, I don't think the launch was too buggy. Not considering, yeah, I, really. I mean, it's... So. It, it's unfortunate that uh, it's unfortunate that it happened. Um, you know, it, we had so many. There were people who were so, so angry uh, at us because we're like, "Look, guys, it's a launch. It's an online launch. It's it sucks that it's happening. We're not saying don't be angry and don't be frustrated about it. All we're saying is 
Don't threaten a lawsuit. Change.org petitions, nobody cares. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry if you love petitions, if you like having a petition to put your name on and think that that's going to do something, that that is going to change a corporation's mind about a video game character that got deleted. It's not. It's not. They just like something to piss and yeah, I, take to Twitter, email them, be civil about it, tell them how frustrated you are. No death threats, no class action lawsuits over this crap, no petitions. No. Well, the the White House is not going to legislate anything related <laughs> to your missing character whose granddaddy was John Marston or something. I don't... I, Moving on, <laughs> we'll, we'll skip over that. Um, final couple of stories. Uh, firstly, something that no one saw coming. Everyone was shocked about it. Um, Kingdom Hearts 2.5 has been announced for PS3 Kingdom next Hearts, year. Well, how, what is the order? It's Kingdom Hearts 2.5 HD Remix? Uh, I, I would imagine because it, it was 1.5 HD Remix, so this okay. is the policy. Yep, so this is the final mix versions of Kingdom Hearts 2. Yes. Uh, Birth by Sleep, which was a PSP game, which I am two-thirds of the way through um, because you have to re- essentially start over from scratch with each character when you play it. Okay. Um, and it is also the final mix of that game. Uh, and the cutscenes from Recoded, so you don't have to play Recoded. I am... I have... N- n- <laughs> I'm not a Kingdom Hearts player. Oh. Uh... <laughs> So pretty much what this means is that the only game that has not been re-released on on PlayStation 3 uh, is uh, the 3DS exclusive Dream Drop Distance. So every single PlayStation, uh, every single uh, Kingdom Hearts game uh, that has been released is now available. That's debatable because Uh, of recoded and the cinematics... 358 over two days, I thought had a great story, and I hated the inventory system. I didn't like playing 358 over two days. I thought the end was good, um, but I thought it was a bit of a drag. So I like the way they did that. Um, I liked that they kind of condensed all those. I mean, I don't want to play. You know, I I, I don't know that that game would translate well to uh, you're taking a DS game, and you're then turning it into an a- directly into an HD. I mean, I know that the like, Chain of Memories was first a Game Boy Advance game, and then it was uh, a PlayStation 2 game, and then they took the PlayStation 2 version and turned it into the HD version. Um, but y- essentially what you'd be doing is you'd be taking uh, 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 358 over two days and converting it straight from DS to, to HD, to PlayStation Which 3. Which is, and I that mean, to be fair, isn't... Isn't gonna work. No, no. And yeah. it would have cost. I mean, I see what you're saying. At least they're giving you the content, so you can yeah, follow I mean, the storyline if there I is mean, one. The, the goal here is to get people ready for what is essentially the end of Sora and Riku's story in Kingdom Hearts Three. I mean, that's going to end this arc, um, which I guess technically started in Birth by Sleep, um, but for gamers, started on the PlayStation Two with Kingdom Hearts One. So um, I, I love these. I, I I adore the fact that Square Enix is doing this. It's one of the best bits of fan service that they've done in a while. I mean, they're selling them for $40. You're getting two full games plus cutscenes from another game for $40. So 
And Birth by Sleep is a good game. I mean, it's just... I, I kind of would like to try Kingdom Hearts. I tried it once. They Sounds like some camera. kind of s- sexual event. Um, back when it was out on PS2, when it launched, I couldn't get into it, and maybe I don't know. I wasn't ready for that type of game. I, I don't know. I, 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 it looks cool. I like the idea. I love it. I love. It's one of my favorite series. It's it's so, so it's. I I, mean, I was thrilled when they announced this, and and they also showed the first like in-game footage of uh, Kingdom Hearts three uh, this week. And it was like in Disneyland, like you were on Big Thunder Mountain fighting a boss, and <laughs> As the so, old kid, every kid's dream, I guess. Pretty much, pretty much. Uh, and then we had like what? One more story? We have a finally an and finally, which this is the part where we try and find a jokey little um, one to do on and kind of a what the fuck. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I didn't even know about this this sort of service. I shows you how much attention I was paying. But um, uh, apparently, Microsoft would allow Xbox One users, uh, should they wish to, to use their real la- real name online. Um, this service will not be available at launch, but we patched in at a later date. The reason why I brought it up here is why the fuck would you want to use your real name on lo- oh, f- online? I, I don't understand. I, I'm not even using my real face online right now. I put on my, yeah. my monocle and my mustache and my beard. Um, <laughs> Seriously, would would you want to use your real? I mean, would you? Here's, all right, I'm turning these off because I can't even take myself seriously right now. No. <laughs> um, so, uh, the reason why I think it's a good idea, and I. It, I actually applaud them for holding off on this because it hasn't yet been detailed. You need to be really careful about about this. It needs to be opt in. It needs to be um, it needs to be heavily regulated. You need to have very clear guidelines about how you use it, parental controls, how those yeah. are are used. Um, so um, my wife is leaving. Oh, okay. Uh, so. You need to you need to have some some really strict protocols. Uh, the the favorites option in the Xbox Friends uh, setting that whole thing helps uh, go a bit of uh, you know goes go away to remembering you know who your closest friends are. Yeah. Um, but I don't remember all the real names of all of my friends, especially all my coworkers who are you know in Minnesota and I'm here. I don't remember what all of their with all their gamer tags are. No, so I don't remember would, either. I mean, you don't, I don't even remember half. I don't even know half the real names of my friends on on the Xbox. Yeah, so it would be nice if that option were there for. But again, it's one of those things where I want to know exactly how this is being regulated, and I think Microsoft is really, really smart to say we're still working on it. We want to make sure we get it right. Well, they've got the whole reputation system that's being implemented. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's their first big step. Get that I right, would, then follow up with the real Yeah, I really like the reputation system. Um, I, I, I think that... It has to work, though, of It course. has to work. And, you know, Microsoft has said, you know, we're going to be compl- we're gonna be revising this. This is a starting point. And if you look at everything about the Xbox 360 and the Xbox Live experience, it's evolved over the life cycle of, of the Xbox 360. It has not been stagnant. There have been new features implemented. Um, 
So I, I actually think that that um, Microsoft has has some credibility when it comes to evolving and, and growing a living system. So I, I'm ha- I'm comfortable with them taking the time and getting it right. Um, yeah. I'm disappointed that it's not going to be there at launch because I think it's kind of cool. But at the same time, I'm wondering if Microsoft is having some trouble figuring out how to get it right. I want to know how Sony's doing it. I want Sony to really explain how they're how you're going to be able to use this and implement and protect and all that fun stuff. Because... Well, Sony's got the biggest spotlight because obviously they have already gone through a security debacle in the um, last few years. Bingo. And I, th- I, th- I think that, um, if anything, their security is going to be a damn sight tighter this time around. Um, but y- you've got that fine line of making sure that your user base is you know, secure and their information that they've given you is secure, but also giving those customers the freedom to, uh, you know, post hair, share hair, you know, invite mm-hmm. hair. And it's, it's, it's really an awkward thing because, again, that's the sort of thing people do now. Um, you know, it wasn't so much of a problem back when the Xbox 360 and PS3 came out because, you know, Facebook and YouTube, weren't so right. big. Um, now you've got, you know, it's not just YouTube and it's not just Facebook. You've got Twitter, you've got Twitch, you've got all of these services. Mm-hmm. People like showing themselves online. And we we all know from, I mean, Twitch is, uh, if I'm right, is an offset of Justin TV because yep. the gaming part was so fucking popular. Mm-hmm. It well, was where all the traffic was. And, and YouTube has recently, you know, a couple of months ago, released a white paper that showed that their gaming view viewership has increased faster than the overall viewership of, it's, of YouTube. I mean, it's, it's enormous. What are doing. So, I, you know, but just remember with the Xbox 360, they showed not too long ago that you're going to be able to, um, for the upload studio, yeah. you're going to be able to re-record over that with Connect yourself doing commentary. So we're not taking the picture out of it. I mean, I, you know, we're still going to have your face and your, you know, there's that option that's still there. Yeah. Um, you know, and all those people who have built up reputations on on Twitch and stuff, you know, neither of the consoles are going to be uploading to YouTube at launch. That's no, important. that's a, it's, it's, it, it's, a, it's a weird thing, but it will be something that will happen. It's, it's the well, Twitch, it's the live how, streaming stuff. Yeah, I don't know that it's that weird. If you're YouTube, no. if you're YouTube, do you want to be flooded, you want your service, your servers, your storage to be flooded with all of these little crappy game clips? Mm, I guess, whereas companies like Twitch would actually welcome it. Right, and Twitch still is, is looking to gain on YouTube, and the difference is that with Twitch, you are engaging more in their core product, which is yeah. streaming. Um, yeah. I mean, to me... Studio, yeah. The, the streaming ability for uh, the PS4 onto to Twitch is important for me because um, I don't have a capture device. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, I don't have a PC that I can plug bits into to, to record. I'm not near my console. And of course, working on the site that I work on, um, I miss out on being able to do that mm-hmm. and having the ability to do it directly without any external um, influences. Don't no, I don't need any extra cables or any equipment. That to me is cool. Um, and as I say, it's it's making sure that we can do all of the stuff that we want to do, but still feel 
um, that we are being protected and and being protected, not mm-hmm. just the fact that we feel it. We also have to right. be protected mm-hmm. is an important thing. Um, I mean, the real again, real the real main thing. I'm not overly. It's to me, it's a bit weird. Um, it's kind of I my online persona is not me. Mm-hmm. And I'm quite happy to to have that distinction, that slight. And again, it is going to be completely like little line between the two. <clears throat> it is going to be completely optional. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're not. They couldn't not do yeah, it. Yeah. You know, any other way. one way about one way to for them to deal with this um, without having their system do it is um, a notes field that showed up. Like you could put in somebody else's, like an alias. That you, that was tied to your profile. So, like for instance, um, on mine, if I went into you know Ken's, I could put his name in his in the in an alias field. I could put yes. your name in an alias field, so that when it popped up on my screen, like I would see, oh, I, that's right, that per, that's Ken's. Not that I that's I'm, Ken, that's, John, that's yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, but like for your yours is really easy. Um, so like it's not like I would ever. <laughs> <laughs> and then, well, John really who is got. that? Hmm. Who's so, that asshole? But there are people who who I know, like my coworkers. It would be nice to be able to just like quickly like have an alias field that only shows up to me that I create that shows up like yeah. underneath their gamer tag. Um, that would be cool as a little as a little reminder, and that might be a way to deal with it, so that they don't have to deal with this real name thing. So that when you look at a friend's video, like Major Nelson could go, could go put in instead of E, like Eric uh, uh, Newstatter, you know, he could put in like instead of Steptoe, it could be you know Stephen Toulouse. You know, you could put in those things so that for his close friends, not that again he's ever going to forget those people's gamer tags, but but again <laughs> that would just be a way to to show like here's how it works. Like you put those names in, so that if somebody doesn't, if you don't actually know somebody, like in real in real life, you don't actually know their first name. It's not gonna be in there. Like you would not see it. They would actually yeah. have to give that. Like you would actually have to know that information to put it in. Um, it's not as convenient, but boy, is it secure. I mean, it's tied yeah, to a yeah. file on, especially if they tied it to to your profile. Then, you know, I could put your name as as jerk, like. Your name is Jerk. So that when I see you online, I call you Jerk. 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 What's up, Jerk? Thanks. Yep. But as an example, um, or Happy Smiley Face Man, or Beardo. Yeah. Yeah, Weirdo. Scary no, Beard be- Man. Be- be- beardo. Beardo. Ah, oh, there you go, yes. Beardo. My beard. Stroke it. Um, yeah, yeah, okay. Um... Uh, that's it. That's 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 our show. You stroke my beard. Um, that's it. again. I just I love that impressive. Like yeah, it's yeah. You you do realize that if you don't make a sound, they can't hear you. I'm not making a sound. I'm making my I'm making my my stuff like pop off my face. <laughs> see it? See it? See it? Yes, yes, it's, it's very cool. Um, I would uh, like to thank you once again for for coming on to the show for guesting. Um, there wouldn't have been one without you at this point um, because of because Justin, Justin, but uh, we wish him well. Yeah, I hope he's not. I hope he's not like dying. Or something. I'm, I'm sure he's. He's probably just hung over or something. Don't die, Justin. Don't. So. Die. 
those people that want to follow you, see what you're doing, how can they do that? Ah, uh, yeah, so on Twitter, I am Futterish, F-U-T-T-E-R-I-S-H. Uh, a lot better than your last huh? one. A lot better than your last mm, one. Footer. Mm, footer. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and if you want to read my my many many writings, uh, you can find me on Game Informer, uh, where I write on a practically daily basis. Very good articles as well. Thank you very much. Um, of course, um, if you want to contact the show, you can uh, email podcasts at ztgd.com. You can follow me on Twitter. On uh, of course, I'm I'm normally there somewhere. Uh, John WUK. And you can, of course, leave comments in the uh, YouTube comment section below. Um, Down there. Yeah. That's it. There you go. Um, We will be back to normal next week with uh, Justin, hopefully with a less exciting um, round of news. It's certainly been an unusual week. Um, But for the time being, I would like to say thank you for joining us and uh, catch you again soon. Bye-bye.